Hey, welcome to Nerd News Now for July 6, 2020. Is uh, it still 2020? I think, yeah. Somehow, it is still 2020. Uh, we are now officially good, though, so that's the good news, I guess. Uh, I'm totally giving 2020 side eye right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? I think there's going to be a lot of good positive changes in it, but there's been a lot of change, right? I mean, even within trickling down of the comic book industry, I think that those will be uh, a lot of the changes from within are going to be good. Uh, I think the whole you know DC Diamond thing was probably an eye opener for a lot of people, but they'll adapt to change, and um, you know we'll, we'll just say I mean it happens, so it's kind of just kind of got to adapt to it right but uh i'm with miss jen and chaz this week uh miss jen starting with you how was your fourth of july and how's your uh how's the past week been fourth of july was weird man because i uh do a live show from eight to ten on saturdays and so i was already back there live when all the world seemed to end because there's so much fireworks that goes off in imperial oaks and that was really <laughs> I'm sure everyone was worried for my safety because I think everyone was doing fireworks uh, on Saturday and everyone it was like when I went to the Netherlands. I don't know if you guys know what they do there. They're not they're forbidden from using fireworks all year round. But on New Year's, everyone in the Netherlands can use fireworks and they're also a non weapon place, too. So um, so everyone does like they do their every single person does their full fireworks display so you can sit on your back porch and watch like every neighbor for miles around is doing the full thing it's so beautiful oh that's pretty cool i am uh i am not a firework person so i just kind of like i just kind of bunkered down and hid. it's just like yeah i mean and it's and it's funny like obviously like in the area i live fireworks are forbidden right but that doesn't do anything the signs the signs don't work People still buy. I mean, if you're still allowed to buy them and then you go home, you would think that they would just prevent people from buying them. But hey, you know, if you're safe, you know, do what you want. But like, uh, yeah, it's just uh, that's all I really did. I just uh, stayed in, tried to hide from all this stuff. Chaz, uh, you saw some fireworks, right? Did you uh, do Can something get- for online? What's up? I said, did you do something for Wood- Woodlands Online covering that? I did. I was on the pre-show. <laughs> and what, and what was what was that like oh it was cool it was very fast and just you know there was um uh we were like on a time limit and we we're over that time when we started things um <laughs> but it was, it was it was cool though it was a front row seat to a great fireworks display got to talk a little bit about the adventure begins and uh it was cool man i appreciate the woodlands online for letting me be a part of it it was hot though man it was hot i bet was just, yeah what <laughs> yeah it's uh it's just been hot or cloudy or hot and cloudy humid just you know standard texas weather uh chaz are you typically a fan of fireworks personally you know i mean i could take them or leave them tell you the truth um yeah. i did enjoy what the woodlands did because you know obviously it was the same you know bang bang but there's actually some pretty cool designs within designs and you really don't get to see that much, and it's like they put a little bit of thought and effort to it. So it was, it was really, it was really cool. There was a couple of times where I was like, "Man, that's that's pretty awesome." Um, but I mean, oh, for the most part, it's just I could take it or leave it. You know, if you see one firework, you've really you've seen them all. But uh, <laughs> you know, you, watching fireworks though gives you like like that American pride thing for at least a split second where you're like, America. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. just. You know, blowing stuff up. You know, the only thing I was missing was a Budweiser. <laughs> like, I just, uh, I, I, I'd be fine with them if they made no noise. That's my thing. I just like the loud, the loud booms and bangs. No thanks. Don't yeah, I, was talking, I was talking to Jarek earlier, and he said that he was kind of having a rough time with the fireworks this year. He said something along the lines of he didn't know if he was like experiencing like ptsd from a former life <laughs> like i don't think he had a, i don't think he enjoyed the fireworks this year and i don't know why he's not here to to defend himself but uh he, i know he didn't like them this year at all 
No, people. I mean, people were going crazy with them all over. Uh, if if you look up footage of Los Angeles on uh-huh. the evening of Fourth of July, it looks like a war zone because you have they always have cop helicopters flying over because they love their police chases and stuff on the uh, local news there. And so you have like the sky footage of just fireworks on multitudes of level, block after block after block, where they're not supposed to have them, and just like. Just going crazy. I mean, it, it does look like it looks like a movie, isn't it? Well, I haven't seen any of that. I'll take your and, word for it. And then also, people with dogs generally are not okay with the uh, fireworks because their dogs just go insane. Like it's a <laughs> dog, and you can't explain to a dog like this is how we celebrate our freedom. <laughs> like they're not, they do not uh, respond well to fireworks and do not understand. So no. I saw a lot of that on social media. No lie, I went to the, um, we were walking over by the Whole Foods, and they have a little, like, dog and cat boutique or whatever over there, and they had a sign out that was advertising, like, pot for your pets, so they wouldn't get all worked up over the fireworks. <laughs> uh, is that a thing now? <laughs> it totally is. Okay. I didn't well, is it like uh, is it like CBD oil or is it something or is it actual? Okay, yeah, oh. yeah. The so, snacks. Yeah, that's, um, well, that's the thing is like you take those Scooby snacks and you'll get the munchies and be ready for more Scooby snacks. So they know what they're doing and they sell dog cookies there. I've been in there. I haven't had any of the dog cookies. Well, not many of them, but <laughs> no, I. I they but that particular location usually has some pretty creative signs. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know what? If if that's what you got to give your pup to get him through the night, uh, I hey, you got to do it because yeah, the, I I can't imagine you know dogs obviously have ultra sensitive hearing and you can't again you can't explain to them what's going on. But fireworks or something, I would rather just like uh, watch on television because then you don't get the bing bing boom fing fing foom effects. Can you imagine, though, like, you know, I mean, dogs are somewhat, you know, fairly smart. Uh, same as cats, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just hanging out. For the for the most part, I would I would imagine, at least in my house, if I were to have a dog, it's it's pretty quiet. I'm a pretty quiet dude. Um, maybe a loud action movie here or there, but can you imagine just being a dog, just hanging out, and then all of a sudden, like, all this is going on? You're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, this sucks. <laughs> And they typically can't remember anything like the next hour. So how are they going to remember something like, oh, oh yeah, it's July fourth. Okay, it's fine. They're not going to remember. Like you leave for five minutes, they think you've been gone for like six days. So yeah, no kind of yeah, that whole like what one year is like seven years to them or whatever. Like (laughs) that's like the entire Vietnam War for dog. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean that that and and that's the thing is like you know people are gonna do what they want, period, and they're definitely gonna do what they want when they're celebrating their freedom. So I oh. guess blow stuff up, but just be safe about it. So I, I haven't, you know, I didn't seek out to, I didn't search to see if there was any accidents, but I haven't heard of any in this area anyway. So that's good. Yeah, I was gonna say I haven't heard of anybody, uh, you know, shooting their pistols up into the air. Which is in true Texas fashion, but uh, I don't think anybody's uh, was hurt from uh, that. That's like a that was like a CSI episode once. Oh well, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the uh, unsolved murder shows, every no. once in a while, somebody's shooting a, shooting a gun into the air. Somebody's cooking in their kitchen, and all of a sudden, bullets start you know flying around. They don't know what's going on. They think it's drive by. Yeah. They go into the dude's history because they think he's a big drug dealer, but he's like a math teacher. (laughs) It just ruins this guy's life because somebody's shooting a gun in the air. Yeah, uh, no, I I heard some stories on uh, NPR of people that just got overzealous with fireworks and like they were just interested in fireworks. And uh, it was one guy and he ended up like getting some imported fireworks that he did not know were illegal and they had just packed passed at the time like a, a terrorism act so not only did he blow up his kitchen but he also got uh, charged with domestic <laughs> terrorism because of 
Because of fireworks, so... Dude, check it out, though. If you're importing fireworks, you know damn good and well that they're illegal. Because whatever you need that's legal, you can buy at any stand that's every, you know, every four or five blocks. But if you're like, hmm, let me go to the internets for fireworks, you know. When you're like, I have no idea. You liar. You're lying. Or you have zero common sense. So that's what you get for lying. Don't be a liar. Yeah, but I mean, you know, in that case, your kitchen blows up. You're lucky no one was standing in it or right next to it. So, I mean, that. I feel like if you're buying illegal fireworks, there's not much cooking going on, at least food wise, in your in your in your house. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. No. But but I mean, just like it was a party, and there was like 20 people outside. So luckily, they're outside. But yeah. yeah I, yeah, I mean, people are going to celebrate their freedom how they want, so there you go. At least uh, it sounds like we were uh, safe, so that's good. Um, okay, we're going to start off with uh, movies, but this is also music, and we lost a just a, a master composer um, today, actually, uh, within the last 24 hours. This is uh, Ennio Morricone, and uh, you, of course, know him. Huh? <laughs> I thought you were talking about somebody totally different. I was like a master composer. Uh, but go ahead, because we lost somebody else today. Now, now, not... now, who did you think I was talking about? <laughs> I thought you were talking about Charlie Daniels. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, he's 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 important to Texas and fiddle music, but um... that's where I thought you were going with it, and I was like, this dude, he's he's been he's been getting into that uh, that stuff that calm your dogs down during fireworks. <laughs> no, this is no, this is a, a a true legend, and I saw your buddy uh, Kevin Smith give him a shout out today as well. Uh, this is uh, Ennio Morricone, and of course, you know him from the score of Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Uh, he was nominated for six Oscars for original score, uh, and he ended up finally, finally winning uh, for The Hateful Eight in 2016. Um, just really a, uh, I mean, 400, 400 different films and TV shows. So this guy's music was everywhere. And obviously for the whole genre of the spaghetti Western, it was all kind of, when you see any kind of uh, standoff scene like that, I mean, the good, the bad, the ugly theme just automatically, for me, automatically plays. So uh, I didn't know if you guys had any thoughts on him or his music, but uh just very influential in uh, film composing. Yeah, he, um, I mean, obviously, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is a great film. What I associate with him with the most is Metallica. Metallica, yeah. he, they play Ecstasy of Gold, which you know from The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly at every single one of their, that's how they start their concert, uh, every single one of their shows. So even watching the movie, as soon as I hear it, I think Metallica. So. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Goodbye. Tip of the hat, I guess. Miss Jen, what about you? Are you are you familiar with any of his music from any other movies we haven't mentioned? Uh, no, not not really. I mean, I probably am, but don't know it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know a, a big famous one he had was Cinema Paradiso. Uh, the end of that, uh, especially, really gets to people, but. Now, this guy just did so much stuff, was so influential, so you can find his influences spread all throughout. But yeah, wow, 400 scores for film and television. There's so much stuff he uh, passed away at the age. Um, Moving on, so the Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, are getting a new movie, but it's going to be a first for them. It's the first animated Turtles movie to be released in the theaters. It's going to be Produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Um, and now this is coming off the heels. Like, they've had, you know, a couple of not-so-successful animated series. So I don't know if Nickelodeon's sort of, like, going all in and thinking, like, okay, people still want Turtle, but we're just going to give it to them on the big screen. But this is going to be um, distributed by, by Paramount. So that is happening now. When you guys think of turtles, we'll start with you, Miss Jen. Do you think of comics, action figures, cartoons, or movies? Well, what's your first? 
thing you associate with the Ninja Turtles? I think of Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. So the movies, Vanilla Ice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla Ice almost put on a Fourth of July concert in in Dallas, but canceled Maybe. it. Second. Yeah. Almost. Um, Chaz, what about you? What medium do you associate the most with turtles? Man, that's tough. Um, as a kid, one of my favorite movies was that very first one. And I watched it not too long ago, that very first live-action movie. And it actually holds up. And the animation, the, well, the animatronics in it is, is really fun. So I don't know. My first intro to TMNT was the original book. My uncle had them. So when they all had red bandanas and it was darker, I said, this is a really cool concept. But I, I think I was still too young to kind of realize what I was looking at. But then the movie, and then, of course, I had all the toys, you know, when I was a kid, like everything. But uh, I don't know. So I kind of think of uh, a little bit of everything, a little bit of comics, a little bit of movies, a little bit of cartoons. Um, not so much when they teamed up with the Power Rangers and their costumes got horrible. I remember <laughs> like a birthday present. A friend of mine gave me the, um, the Ninja Turtles on tour, <laughs> like tape like when they did like a rock and roll tour and it was absolutely atrocious yeah of course uh, like i i i thought it was such a bad show that i took it out on the friend who got it for me it was like this is crap <laughs> like i don't want to be your friend anymore <laughs> <laughs> and we still are not friends to this day so uh, i'm sure i'm sure he hates it but yeah <laughs> i think well uh, i had to move anyway so but yeah so a little bit of everything my favorite turtle, though, Michelangelo, obviously. See, I, thought you were, I thought you were going to say you associate them with, most with Metallica because Metallica always closes their show with Go Ninja Go. But <laughs> it, it just didn't go that way. <laughs> no. Uh, I think the, for me, the video games, I remember that four player arcade Ninja Turtles game was <laughs> awesome. Uh, it was that was so that was like the highlight of any arcade and or bowling alley or skating rink. <laughs> back, back. As a kid, and those yeah, like you know the little mousers would jump like get on your hand and they you have to shake yeah. it off. Um, I was at an arcade just the other day with somebody very special, and there was that game, and I was wanting to play it. We ended up playing the old X Men game, and. Um, it, that wasn't as fun as I remember as a kid. But the TMNT four-player game is always a lot of fun if you're into arcades. Yeah, and then, of course, they have, like, all the the home variations, were, which were never as good, like on Nintendo or Super Nintendo. And, yeah. you know, now now graphically they could do it, but all the licensing is, uh, you know, always wrapped up. So they can't just make a, a pure port for PS4 or whatever, but... Uh, that and the original Playmo Playmates toy line uh, mm -hmm. still gets a lot of traction from collectors, and they've uh, remade it in recent years, anniversary editions, and uh, that that's becoming a big thing now. I guess just my age is uh, like the Ghostbusters toys from when I was a kid are being put on Walmart shelves, like as we speak, <laughs> and. Uh, just uh, not really modified in any type of way. Like they're just putting the original molds right back onto the shelf. Mm -hmm. So uh, that and Turtles and and X Men uh, lines, some of the classic Toy Biz Marvel stuff. But yeah, I mean it's 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 hard to kind of separate Turtles because it's just all just this power conglomerate of all this stuff around four uh, mutant Ninja Turtles. So yeah. pretty crazy. Well, you know, a lot of these toy companies are, you know, um, they got their finger on the pulse as far as nostalgia. You know, mm -hmm. every generation, as soon as they get old enough, they're like, okay, well, my stuff was either thrown away or gave it away to whatever. So I want that piece of my childhood back. And I, I think it happens with every generation. And it's, you know, with toys that we used to play with are coming back to us the way that they were. I'm like, yes, give, give me that. I do that a lot, especially at conventions. I'll go and see a toy I used to have, and I'm like, I want it. Give it to me. And then I'm like, why did I pay 150 bucks for this? this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and the other thing is a lot of their work is being done for them. If they just go to Netflix and watch the toys that made us, 
they could just go, oh, we'll just recreate wave one of, you know, My Little Pony as is or He-Man as is and, like, just make money. <laughs> well, see, and, you know, they kind of did that, especially with the Masters of the Universe stuff. But it cost, like, $50 an action figure. You're like, dude, what are you doing? It could give us just the regular market price for what toys are going for now. And I would have bought the whole collection. I think I think toy makers would have seen um a big spike in, in that. Because it's like, okay, 50 bucks. Well, yeah, I'm going to get He-Man or Skeletor. Maybe one of the B characters, like B-Span or something. But you're not going... Very very rarely is somebody going to go for like the entire line at, at that price point. So, yeah, you lost it on that. And I think that might come down to uh, licensing as well. Because I know for a while, like Super 7, that independent toy manufacturer have the license but if they're going to make anything that's at like that collector level scale uh, scale that that maddiecollector.com used to do like the mattel you know mail away service those were like 25 bucks a pop when they made it so if an independent toy company comes in and has to make that articulation with that level of molding i mean it's yeah it's going to cost 30 or 40 bucks a pop so i mean they just need to streamline that stuff again but obviously Kenner has had this idea on lock for Star Wars the entire time, right? Because they'll make big fancy versions of the characters, but then they also know, oh, we can just make the original mold, maybe a slightly different color variation is not confuse, you know, the original collectors, put it on a card and we're good and sell yeah. it like a bucks a pop. <laughs> yeah. And you're making money off of something that's already out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't even know where I was going with that or this or what. Yeah, I just, the, the new I, animated series, the animated movie I, for I just, like, I, I just like talking about toys. Um, I do too. Now, Miss Jen, I saw you post uh, on the Space Cats site the news for uh, this next uh, bit of information. Uh, there is going to be a Zatanna movie. Rumored. It's rumored. It's not been confirmed by anyone. I don't know if people are like trying to will this into existence. Uh, but warner brothers rumored to be doing a zatanna solo movie which i think is awesome but i don't know how that would work with all their justice league dark stuff they typically don't produce an individual movie of a character that is going to be used on like a premium tv show i hope it happens uh have you heard anything else on that and has her first appearance or any other key issues spiked because of this information has i mean the the hunt is on but to be really blunt all of the books with satana in them already are so hard to find like really really hard to find i have none i mean other unless you can account some justice league dark where she actually appears but they're on the hunt for so many things they, they asked me for them again today and i had none of the things they were looking for it's just no one gives them up from their collection is part of the problem everyone holds on to it I know a lot of those, like her, I think her, I don't know if it was like 2007, 8, 9, something like that, but her run of her solo book, it had a lot of Adam Hughes cover. So those are all always hard to get. And then her uh, first appearance is Hawkman number four, which is from the 60s. So that, was yeah, already a uh, that was already a high price book and very, very hard to find in any kind of decent uh, condition. So, um, but I do think the character like it's there for the taking my my question is would uh well my only real question and this isn't fair to zatanna but my my question from this is where's batgirl where's batgirl like i don't understand where batgirl is can we get batgirl's movie finally made first and then we can make everyone else's movie but i just want to uh you bring that up but you know that whole thing with um michael keaton come coming back right and then talking about doing the Batman Beyond. But the thing is, um, I just read that they're not going to do Dude Batman for Batman and Beyond. They're talking about doing Batgirl instead. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but I read that from a couple of different sources. But again, that could just be whatever. Um, you know, because Michael Keaton really hasn't confirmed, I don't think, anything. But uh, so that would be cool. Maybe they're just holding off. I I just really want Bat 
uh, Barbara Gordon, I mean, Batgirl at all, but Barbara Gordon especially, I want her to be a part of this DCU, I mean, since it's happening. And uh, I'm thinking maybe a guy like James Gunn, who just has the his finger on the pulse of comics and comic history, maybe they just kind of have her as Oracle in Suicide Squad too. I mean, I'd be fine with that, too. I just, where's, it's just weird that Barbara Gordon has not been seen or heard from. Especially when you have a Birds of Prey movie that was the team started yeah. and by her, and she was nowhere to be seen. But um, so, other than Batgirl, other than Zatanna, what other female characters would you like to see in the DCU? Miss Jen, I'll let you take that first. Um, I really because there's a, a storyline that came out. I don't know, maybe it was two years ago in Wonder Woman where they had that new the new bad guy, the Swan. I don't know. I like that storyline. I'd like to see them play that one out because that one was kind of a cool, like, up close and personal bad guy. Yeah. And uh, Chaz, what about you? What what are the, what DC heroines do you think would be prime for a DCU appearance? Oh, I don't know. Um, probably like maybe a Black Canary, or I don't know. Poison Ivy get her own thing only because I think she's such a big character. Um, you know, maybe something without Harley Quinn as far as <laughs> goes. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Harley, and I think a team up between Poison Ivy and Harley is a really good idea. I mean, they're just best friends, but I think when she's by herself, she's more menacing, she's more yeah. evil. Um, she's not as playful. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe do something with Huntress outside of maybe some of those black. If they maybe those Birds of Prey characters, just I don't know, do it the Marvel way, man. Give us those independent films first, and then team them up. Like let's get let's let me have some kind of a, an emotional connection with these people before you put them all together. Huntress says she, she has potential to have a be a great character, and uh, but you just don't know anything about her. Because it's a Harley Quinn movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a Harley Quinn movie. And, and I think this is already happening, the the Mr. Miracle movie, but Big Barda would be a welcome addition Ooh. on the big screen. Um, and Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern. Whether she was like a part of the Green Lantern core, or if you wanted to build a movie around her and, and taking over the helm from a former Green Lantern. But any of those two, any of those. Um, yeah. I know that the voice for Big Barda is she actually lives locally. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You told me that before. Um, that was for like all the uh, Justice League Unlimited stuff, mm-hmm. or just like any of the the DC animated stuff. Yep. Oh, right on. She's like in the woodlands. Yeah, she'll come by every once in a while, and I, I, it's so rare that I don't re- don't recognize her to see her until she mentions it again because she will mention it, not in an annoying way. She'll be like, "Do you remember me?" I'm, I'm like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> cool. she, just, she drops down a big board of like comic she was like i get the big board discount do i not <laughs> <laughs> but you know what would be kind of cool though too like you know how marvel's doing like the tv shows and the movies and all that jazz like maybe if they were to do some of those movies where amanda waller is like mixed in between and like she appears <laughs> in the tv shows and stuff like that that would be kind of cool but um i don't know DC just needs to get their crap together as far as movies come anyway. So, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, the if the Michael Keaton thing comes to fruition, that's a really big step for The Flash, and then and then we'll kind of see how this Robert Pattinson Batman goes, but uh, maybe, uh, but, but then again, that, but, but that Batman movie is not going to build their universe at all, so nope. yeah. And you know what? If Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman in any way, shape, or form, uh, sorry, Patton, because it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Your Batman does not matter anymore. <laughs> <Well, laughs> I mean, really? I mean, everybody's gonna be like, "Dude, where's Michael Keaton?" Like everybody. That's what everybody's gonna wait. I mean, they're they're gonna want. So whatever. Yeah. Um, well. So Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth is going to be in a non-MCU film coming up, and he's going to have to start working out because he's just not in shape enough to play the guy that he's about to play. 
Um, so that means he's going to have to get more muscles on top of the muscles he already had to beat Thor. So he's about to play a character from real life that needs more muscles than Thor. Do either of you know who this is? Wait, uh, a character from real life? Like, are we, what do you mean a character? Chris, Hem- Chris Hemsworth is going to be in a, a biopic. Okay. That's, that's going to be directed by Todd Phillips. Okay. So it's based on a a real person. Okay. Now let's get let's and, he's let's, having, and he and he's going to have to basically work out nonstop to be able to get this physique. Is it Schwarzenegger? No. Huh. See, that was my first thought, but it has to be huge, like a big person. Like we I know could, this. I could, I could have confused you and just said he's playing the Hulk. Is he doing? He's not doing Lou Frick, no. <laughs> no, he's playing the Hulk, the Hulk Stir, the Hulk Stir. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Well, so so take, but you also have to. So he's doing Hulk Hogan, and this is going to be about his rise to fame, not about any of the controversies lately or any, or even later in his career. So. Hulk Hogan biopic about the rise of his career, directed by uh, Todd Phillips, who did The Joker. So we're gonna get some kind of movie out of this. Hmm. But uh, but uh, but but here's what I'm thinking: if the guy who has played Thor for almost a decade has to work out more to be Hulk Hogan, who the heck is gonna play Andre the Giant? <laughs> like where do you, where do you find Andre the Giant? Oh, I bet you get they get the giant from WWE to play Andre the Giant. That would be that would be the only thing that made sense to me. You mean like like Big Show or yeah yeah yeah? I just don't know. I don't. I would think if you're gonna do early Hulk Hogan career, um, you know, through you know he obviously had appearances and and movies, and he was in the Rocky series as Thunderlips and all that. But I would think it all almost has to culminate in at the end of WrestleMania three in nineteen eighty seven where he body slammed Andre the Giant, which was the oh. first time Andre the Giant had ever been body slammed by anyone. So Yeah, I've got you on that all day long. But, but you he, gotta have Andre the Giant. I don't know who plays <laughs> Dude, the CGI world. You have Danny DeVito play Andre the Giant. It doesn't make sense. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter how much Chris works out to look like Hulk Hogan as soon as they see the hair, bro. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's all you'll be looking at. <laughs> yeah, you, you do have to. No, it's gonna. T- yeah, you, you are gonna have to, to to nail the hair. That's for sure. Now uh, I bet he's gonna be wearing like a do rag the entire time. He's like, dude, I can't go bald. You know what I mean? I can't do that. Like it'll it'll like the do rag will come off like when he body slams like Andre, and that's probably the only time you see Chris Hemsworth bald headed with the long Picard haircut going on. I don't know, dude. Like, who's asking for this? Why? They, I need it. <laughs> hey, well, remember this is from the guy who brought you the Joker, so it's just, it's going to be a crazy. But everyone was asking for a Joker movie. Give us a Joker movie. We want Joker. You put Joker's face on it, they eat it up. Doesn't matter. Comic books, toys, whatever. The Joker sells. Hulk Hogan does not sell anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I, uh, I, I've seen, I've, I've seen documentaries about the Hulk, and I'm like, yeah, man, I used to cheer for the Hulk when I was a kid. I don't want to see Chris Hemsworth like as the Hulk right now. I, I don't. I think I think people are just looking for biopics to do, and maybe they just all wanted to do this. I don't know. Is it going to be a musical like all the other biopics lately? Because that would be hilarious. <laughs> Not going to be a musical, but uh, I mean, the other thing is he's going to have to nail that accent like that you know the gravelly voice and all the the spots they did in between matches and stuff where when you can youtube those all day long it was it was just crazy so well we'll see if he gets the the inflection and stuff right i don't know i bet chaz i mean you gotta huh i bet chaz can do it yeah see i'll just do his voiceover (laughs) (laughs) um well, uh, Chaz, you're not going to care about this next bit of news either, because uh, you're not a fan of this next uh, entity or person. Uh, but 
Stargirl TV series, which I like and Chaz is like not. Um, been renewed for season two, but there's a catch. It's not going to be on the same streaming service that it's on now. So right now it's uh, premiering on DC Universe app, the, their streaming service, and it airs the next day on CW. Well, it's going to be exclusive to CW for season two, which probably is kind of marking the beginning of the end for the DC Universe app, which I'm a really big fan of because the comic book access is amazing for podcasts and research purposes. Um, but it's like, so they lost that. Teen Titans still isn't renewed. Swamp Thing's gone. Doom Patrol's doing this weird duo presence with uh, HBO Max. Um, and they've also offered an HBO Max discount for DC Universe subscribers, which to me would indicate they're trying to get everyone to HBO Max and they're probably just going to kill it and move it over probably 2021. Yeah. Uh, now, Chaz, I know you use that app a lot. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm cool with it, to tell you the truth. I mean, you know, they implemented the rewards program for DCU, yeah. and you can get some pretty cool stuff. And I'll tell you what, I've explored the app way more because, you know, to earn my reward points or whatever. Like, you can redeem them for, like, cool statues and memorabilia and stuff like that. Which I think is a pretty cool incentive if you have an app. You're like, hey, man, look at all this stuff. Rediscover or discover new things, especially when it comes to this app. Um, so I, I've been enjoying it a lot more lately. Uh, if it switches over, to, and of course, I, I have had the inkling feeling that they're going to go to HBO, which is totally fine. I think everybody's waiting for the Justice League. Um, they just dropped, you know, the Batman v Superman with all the extra footage you know, um, which, you know, explains a lot more to the movie. It doesn't make it that much better, but um, <laughs> if if there was a way that they could uh, bring the entire catalog, that entire thing over to HBO, which I don't think they're going to do, that would be way cooler. But I think now that I'm interested in the app and then you're going to take it away, eh, now that I think about it, that kind of sucks. You yeah. Know, it just started to get interesting and now it's going to be gone. So. Well, it, it, may, it may not, but it just doesn't bode well that all the original programming that people first signed up for it for is either going away or not renewed yet. So it's just kind of something to sort of keep an eye on. But at some point, you would think the Marvel Comics Library would end up on Disney Plus and the DC Comics Library would end up end up on HBO Max. But they're probably not going to make that make it that easy on us. I don't think. Well, I mean, if they take all uh, all the movies and things and put them on HBO, and they're like, "Hey, would keep that for a dollar ninety nine for all the comic books?" I'm not going to do that. It's like, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, I'm here for the movies and the TV shows. Mm. Uh, I'm reading the comics because of the rewards, and I highly doubt. I mean, I'm definitely not going to pay the same amount that I'm paying for it now. I don't know. Right. Just um, do. <laughs> and any thoughts on that? I know you don't mess with the DC Universe that much, but any thoughts on that or just like maybe the future of digital comics? I don't know. I mean, so are they saying, are you saying that when they move away from the DC, uh, the app, that it's not, you're going to not have a place to read the comic books anymore? Well, I just like, if they end that app, then they'll probably have to resell the rights to like comicology or, or, you know, something like that. So, uh, this, this was like exclusively, you know, DC comics in a place where you could also watch stuff. So that's kind of like the only app that you can do that right now. So I, I just don't know if, um, if they think there's not a big demand for the digital comics or if they just didn't have enough content really start this thing in the beginning because you know that half the people that use it are probably not reading the comics at all and maybe half of the people that use it are not watching <laughs> watching the shows at all and they're just reading the comics so may, maybe they are kind of running the numbers and just finding that it'd be better to separate them and if you want the comics you'll pay just for the comics if you want the content the visual content you'll pay for you know the tv shows and movies is it like the amazon prime message that i get once a week that's like when we've noticed you haven't been using the the free music part of the amazon 
like, yeah, I yeah. Would use it. I mean, it is probably something like that because it's like, well, you know, especially someone who signed up for both Amazon Prime and Spotify. I only use Spotify for music, so I mean, it's nice to have extra features or whatever. But let's be honest, I pay Amazon for the Amazon Prime shipping, yeah. and then everything else is kind of a bonus. And I do like some of their original content, but they're never going to be able to compete with Disney Plus or Netflix for TV shows and movies. So it's just kind of when the price goes up, I just assume it's like, oh, it's because of, you know, the cost of shipping is going up, especially in this time, you know, in these times. So, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's sort of like the TV VCR combo was cool. But if the TV broke or the VCR broke, you can't use it at all. So what was the point? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I would. It might just be better to have your technology separate. You know, but I'm one of the old school guys. I like to, I like to comic book in my hand anyway. Um, I'm not a big digital guy. And again, I'm I'm doing the digital thing through uh, DC because it's like. Okay, earn five points if you read this book. And there's been a couple where I'm like, I haven't read this before. And after I read it, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll read the next couple of issues just because why not? But um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be hurt if it goes away. Then again, yeah. I'm kind of doing it right now. So I'm like, well, if you're going to take it away, well, that kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm, on the fence. I'm on the fence about this one. I'll just do that. Well, I mean, it, you know, nothing's been announced. I'm just kind of reading, uh, <laughs> reading from what they give, kind of reading between the lines of of the moves they're making and or not making. But uh, um, so on to another um, entity. Uh, Disney's going to release Mandalorian-based comics and young adult books. Um, now, I don't think people can get enough of Baby Yoda. Uh, and I think this is probably a good idea. <laughs> so, uh, ha have there not? I guess Marvel has not made any Mandalorian-based comics yet. Uh, no, count no. bounty hunters. No. Oh, then this is probably like a no-brainer, right? I mean, do you think this is going to be something that that people want in their pull oh. boxes? Yeah. No, no problem at all. It'll be flying off the shelf, just like Kylo Ren and bounty hunters has been. Uh huh. And I don't even think that you necessarily have to put Baby Yoda in this. I think if you give the backstory on him, on the clan, on the side characters like Cara Dune, uh, you, you can do like one-shots miniseries galore of, of that, of the stuff that Favreau's built for that universe so far. Uh, and it does sound like, I mean, Star Wars has always been on a multi-pronged attack as far as actually video game books. Young adult book, comic, but it seems like now with with this and the new uh, like what is it, the High Republic stuff that's coming out, it sounds like they're really focused on younger readers, uh, young adult books and comics for all ages. So it seems like uh, even though they say they were focusing on that like the before times, the before the Skywalker series, uh, what like two hundred years before whatever. Obviously, they're not going to stop making stuff for these other entities like Mandalorian, which takes place after that fact. So, I guess you gotta kind of just treat it like a pocket universe within that universe, but I think that's something that will sell well, especially, you know, they're gonna have variants of the child, <laughs> just to have people grab that off the shelf. So, uh, look for that. No release uh, date um, have been listed for that, uh, so obviously no artists or writers, but that's just something that's been announced, and I would assume if we don't have it in our hands by October when season two comes on, we'll at least know all the details. But another something to look forward to for Star Wars fans out there. Uh, all right, so uh, comic, Miss Jen, we knew that Negan Lives was going to be a big deal. So were you able to read that to live up to the hype? Did everyone want it? What was uh, that and what else was uh, kind of final stuff last it was kind of a really weird week, right? It was a DC and Marvel skip skip week, which is kind of hard on comic book shops when there's nothing on the racks except for just a few things. It turned out to be an all-image, all-scout week, which is weird. 
But uh, Scout had a whole bunch of number ones drop. Negan did really well. And it was cool because it came out the same time as Firepower, which was Kirkman's new new big project. And that was really good. I enjoyed Firepower a lot. It's weird to start a series with an OGN that's an ongoing series, but it's I think it's going to work. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, another big one was The Boys, number two. Dear Becky. Oh, yeah, that, that miniseries, the Dear Becky spinoff. Yeah, and number two came out this last Wednesday, and that seemed to be a pretty hot book as well. And then, um, what else? I don't remember too much of anything. Yeah, it's hard. Loggerhead, Murder Hobo, Everglades, and (laughs) there was one more scout. There were a whole bunch of number one scouts. That Texas book did pretty good, too. I forget what it was called. That Texas Blood. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird if a Marvel or DC doesn't come out, then it's like, I don't know. Like, people will come in the day off, and I just put them on the shelf. They're like, what's new? I was like, uh. <laughs> 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 well, and, and now both of you are in a situation where you have new release Tuesday and new release Wednesday. So, Miss Jen, are you finding that people just come in on Wednesday? or? Yeah, we, we pretty much, because it would take, we basically have an entire crew that comes in on Wednesday to, or on Tuesday to process books for Wednesday release. If I have them come on Monday also, then it's kind of hard on them, right? Because it's a lot of work to do that. So I've I've decided that, you know, Tuesday release for the rest of the country, if they want to do it for DC is fine. But I think for us, we're just sticking with the Wednesday thing. Yeah, that's what we're doing as well. Because um, we, we have people that come in on Tuesday to process and then um, I come in early on Wednesday and just put everything out. But if somebody comes in and like, hey, I want the new Batman. Well, okay, here. I mean, it's out anyway because we're bagging and boarding it. But yeah. we're just everything's out on a Wednesday for us as well. Yeah. And so far, we haven't had anybody come in going, where's the new Justice League? I want it now. <laughs> like, well, you can't get your Marvel book until tomorrow, so piss off. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And um, uh, Mission, I know that you you know you you have to order stuff three four weeks in advance. But uh, did you put any orders in for those like Wednesday comic or the Wednesday variants from Marvel? Those sort of like a shot at taking a jab at DC. Heck yeah! I thought those were just bizarre enough that everyone would want them. <laughs> it's really weird. I mean, I know it's like a. New release Wednesday has been a thing as long as I've collected comics. So I know that's like a thing and video games are typ- video games and movies are typically on Tuesdays. Um so I mean I guess they were just banking on the fact of almost like a uh, nostalgia or bizarre factor of okay and and any chance to I guess take a shot at their major competitor too but it's just kind of weird. I mean, and it's going to be over all their major titles, right? Is it going to spell out Wednesday, or does it just say Wednesday Comic Book Day? Yeah, it just says Wednesday is New Comic Book Day on the front. That's what it says. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's really bizarre, but look for those in a few weeks. Um, so as far as this week, I know we got uh, – it's just – it's all bat. It seems like with DC, it's all Batman all the time. I know there's like a – a deceased dead planet number one, which once again, if you you know if you burned out from deceased, then you probably don't aren't going to pick up a uh, uh, another miniseries out of the same vein. But deceased dead planet number one. But then you have Detective Comics one thousand and twenty three, which is another run up <laughs> to the Joker War. I'll be relieved when the Joker War starts because I feel like we've been talking about it for two months already. And it's just like every week's a run-up, a run-up, a run-up, a run-up. So you got that, and then Batman 94, which I'm sure is another run-up to the Joker War. Um, Now, one thing I was interested in, on the Marvel side, this is not a new book, but they're having an extended cut of God Loves, Man Kills, which is a very famous, Mm -hmm. uh, back when Marvel used to just throw, you know, original graphic novels in the kind of the... Kind of like the black label size, right? I mean, they were bigger, maybe a little taller and thinner, but uh, this is a an awesome Chris Claremont story. Uh, God loves, man kills. So, is that going to be released in part, or is it um, 
is that all at once with just like variant cover? I think it's just a then like a facsimile reproduction of number one with some extra stuff. Oh, okay. Because I think when that came out, that was just it was just a graphic novel, right? It was just it wasn't issues. It was just one book. So I don't know if because it's an extended cut, it's supposed to be bigger or bite in part. I don't know. But like if if you haven't read that, go check that out. That is God Love Man Kills the Extended Cut by Chris Claremont. So um, um, prime X stuff. Um, now, Mr. you also had posted uh, an article about this news, but in the in the 80th uh, Green Lantern book, 80th anniversary of Green Lantern, how Jordan reveals a secret to Batman, which was uh, not so much of a, of a secret, but I guess just like a personal kind of <laughs> thing that he's had where he he's always trying to live up to Batman and he doesn't ever think he's worthy of the ring. Uh, what do you think about that? Because Batman's not someone... Batman does a lot of shady stuff. So I'm kind of surprised that Hal Jordan had that moment where he's like, I want to be more like Batman. I would think Batman should be more like Hal Jordan. But what's your thought? I didn't really think that that was what he said was the big reveal, though. I thought the big, what the article was talking about was the big reveal was that he felt like he would have never stopped being Parallax without that knowledge. Without the without the knowledge of what? Of, of Batman being a... Just trying to, to trying to be as good as Batman. If Batman didn't exist, he would have just kept on being Parallax. Right, but like, but Batman always does a bunch of shyster stuff. So that's why I was saying, like, he's not he's not like the, you know, I don't know. He's just like Batman, Batman, especially like if you look at the uh, Christopher Nolan movies and he's like just tracking all citizens and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I know that's not the comics version, but uh, I thought, I mean, I think Hal Jordan's worthy of the ring. It's just weird that he was questioning. I'm not worthy of the ring because I know Batman's like Batman's not always on the up and up you know so i don't i don't see batman as like if you're gonna choose a character to be to look at for a moral upstanding whatever behavior <laughs> not him <laughs> yeah that, and, and that's why i was surprised by that but um, um but it's a it's a good story that was uh one of the uh probably the most uh surprising story out of that book um now have either of you seen the pictures of this new character from death metal uh the robin king and what the heck is that because i'm scared he nope. he looks pretty terrifying to me i i would not want to meet him in a dark alley hey, chaz have you seen the robin king no i i'm not reading death metal because i refuse to read death metal well we'll google the robin king and check it out because it does look like a robin version of the batman who laughs it's just a super creepy robin does he have feathers? Please tell me he has feathers. I don't know if he has feathers, but he's definitely got maybe like a crown. <laughs> he's wearing the crown of thorns. He's yeah. wearing the crown of thorns. He's got feathers around his neck. Uh, <laughs> he, oh yeah, he looks like a wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like he yeah. was once a hard boy, but uh, now he is lost. Did they did so they did a reveal who the designer is? Is the designer is he the Robin King? I don't know. I, yeah. Oh no, the designer was um, uh, he was like a, a mummified body, which I found was very weird. Huh. Well, yeah, when they when they revealed him, like he they pull off the mask, spoilers, and he's like this mummified face, but the and it was the Joker the entire time. It was the Joker's voice. The Joker was in a different room, like talking with it, like through a walkie-talkie. It was very 1966 Batman. He was puppeting but, him. Yeah, and I'm like, well, okay, well, how the hell did that work? Because <laughs> um, the designer seems to be really, really cool. It turns out it was the Joker the whole time, but in a in a paper mache body, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. They kind of lost me on that one. They could have done something really cool, and they did not. I want to talk well, about about the. All of the stuff we can't talk about for spoilers stuff that happened in Batman last time. I mean, punchline punchline seemed to end a couple characters. It's oh my god, yes, <laughs> that's what's made the book so cool. 
I mean, end characters. And you're like, what? So if you haven't read it, I mean, you should have read it already. This is great. Um, yeah. So that made up for the thing that uh, that happened at the very end as far as the unveiling of... But then the Joker does something really, really cool where you're like, all right, I'm back on track. So you had one mess up. But I, I love Punchline even more now because she's ruthless. And she's like, listen, <laughs> sorry for you, but... Uh, cut a girl. It's so good. And I'm like, did this just happen? Because what are you going to do to bring these people back? And they're pretty... They're, they're A-list characters. Mm-hmm. Um, now, wait, was that, was that Batman 93? Yeah. Yep. Okay. But yes. Joker War still has yet to start, right? Oh. <laughs> okay. It starts in, in 95, I think, right? Yeah. Starts in 95? Okay. Yeah, because yeah. 94 <laughs> comes out um, this week, and then... Uh, I know Detective 1023 has you know, leading up to Joker War or whatever on there. So that'll start eventually. Miss um, Jen, any other comic news to throw out there as we wrap it up? I mean, uh, Dark Horse got a gut punch this week. It's like when you lose, I kept on saying like, they can't lose very many more fr- franchises before they don't have anything. And they just lost two of their biggest, Aliens and Predator. Oh, yeah, you know they're coming to the MCU. Uh, the, I, if they were to ever come to the MCU, that would be nuts. But, like, you, they're definitely coming to comics. So, and, and I just remember those two entities carrying them for a while, right? I mean, like, 80s, 90s, like, they, it's always been Dark Horse comics. Was that just something? How, how does that, how did that work? Was it just, uh, did, did Marvel just buy them out or? Yeah, my, my guess is that the licensing was up and then the bidding war began and uh, Dark Horse couldn't keep up, I guess. Yeah, man, Dark Horse ain't got Disney money, son. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I guess I just I never thought of it as uh, the licensing being up, even though those were uh, Fox entities. Right. But like, I just never. I never thought that that was a possibility of them losing that. So has Marvel announced any um, upcoming series with that? Or, or, I mean, I guess that just happened. So they've probably yeah. yet announced anything. Not yet, but you know they'll do a lot, right? Because that's what happened with Conan. Conan, we thought they'd get Conan, they'd do one or two titles, and then they did like five. So I'm sure there'll be a bunch of goodies. Oh, so we're going to have symbiotes versus aliens, right? Because that, be, <laughs> that would be awesome. And what would happen if a symbiote overtook an alien? What would that look like? There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll help. I could see the 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 home planet of Clizet Clytar or whatever be taken over by aliens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chaz, any parting thoughts? Party thoughts, man. Party on, Wayne. Party thoughts. Parting thoughts. Whatever. Uh, no. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. What'd you draw? What'd you draw? What'd you draw? What'd you draw? So, um, several weeks ago, I drew this Skeletor, but I wasn't happy with Hold on, let me unblur my screen because it likes to do things. I wasn't happy with it. Skeletor, this Skeletor I didn't like. So I, like I, like, I didn't like him. So, I uh, redrew Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. I, He's more traditional. I, I, there. That's a more traditional one, but the first one you showed, that looked like something like Matt, Mike Magnolia would do. Yeah, that, yeah, I like that. Thanks. Um, a lot of people did. I'm just like, that's not my Skeletor. So yeah. I drew mine. And this was kind of a sketch because I have a whole body that I'm actually going to do on a piece of paper that it wasn't used for um, the Adventure Begin show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that cool. it's on sale, kitties. Buy it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thanks. Once again, guys, Miss Jen and Chaz for being on here with me. And thank you for watching and listening to Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by Space Cadets Collection, Collection, and The Adventure Begins. Check out the other shows on Woodlands Online, like Taste Buds, Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show with Chaz and Jarek, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Weekly Fallout, Sports Talk, and Between... The Trees Business Talk. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KBQT HD21, over the air on your television. All these shows and more on Roku right now. Just search and add 
Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup, and you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast from. Until next time, uh, we'll see you next time. Until next time, we'll see you next time on Nerd News Now. Next time. <laughs>